want to talk about sin. S I N. And for our Bible reading, we'll touch on three passages. The first one is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. Romans 3, verse 23. The Bible says that for all, all underlined, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If there be anyone who is sinless and our midst, I want to say that you can go home and just rest. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The second passage is taken from Romans 6, 23. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And uh, the third passage is taken from um, the Old Testament. And uh, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 59. One and two. Behold, the hands of the Lord, the hands, uh, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot savor, nor, nor is ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. The reason why we want to talk about this is not actually to make us feel comfortable concerning sin. And it's not actually to make us feel so downcast as if to say that there is no remedy. We'll not be talking about the remedy today. But we want to examine what the Bible calls sin. If I will say that um, we should mention uh, the sin or sinful acts that we know. I know that we'll be talking about uh, stealing, we'll be talking about adultery, we'll be talking about fornication, we'll be talking about uh, what again? Huh? Murder, murder, lying. Sin is more than that. And that is why even the one that um, ran to Jesus Christ, that was the rich man, who ran to Jesus Christ and says, what should I do to, be, to have eternal life? And the Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ said to him, go and keep the commandments. And he looked and said, I have kept the commandments right from my youth. 
The Lord did not actually argue with him. He only told him, okay, go sell all that you have. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. After giving the thing to the poor, uh, come and follow me. And the Bible says that his heart was heavy. He went away sorrowful because he had much wealth. Huh? Is this, is this sinful to be, to be rich? Is it? But you see, uh, this is just um, by the will. It's not what actually we are going to study. It's not what um, I've written. The Lord put this in my mind. When you think about the first commandment, what does it say? Thou shalt have no other God but me. Huh? What was the God of that rich man? Money. Money. Now, Tonight, we want to actually establish some facts. You see, to sin is to do something that displeases God. Whatever displeases God is sin. I believe that God is not honored when we come to church and we are chewing gum. What you cannot do in the courtroom what you cannot do huh, before a king to be twin as if uh, you are you are you are you are you are you are what do, I think cows uh, horses when they chew you want to see their mouth as they, as they, it goes like that huh? something is true concerning that and then after eating something what do you do you put it under the chair of God. Why do we say chair of God? Everything here is dedicated to the Lord. You put it under. And then you go home and say, I've done nothing wrong. This is God. Sin is not learned. Sin is innate. Innate, rather. It's innate. You're born with it. In fact, when you were conceived, huh? Guess what? You are not free from it. A very beautiful, innocent looking baby will inevitably sin without being taught. Actually, you see the term. Babies are so self-centered in the behavior. When they're hungry, what do they do? Huh? They cry. When they feel that they are lonely, what do they do? They cry. After wetting the um, diaper and it's soaked, what do they do? When the mother is actually running and sweating and um, doing whatever, what do they continue to do? Cry. Why? I want attention. I want attention. Oh. Ah. 
You are used to carrying a baby and uh, guess what? The baby is sleeping in your arms huh? comfortably and then you lay the baby down. What does babies do? Cry. Why do you put me off your hand? Huh? I am your responsibility. I. Me. Huh? Until I say, stop. A child is actually bent upon pleasing himself and having his wishes fulfilled. I was actually watching somebody uh, uh, two Sundays ago, I believe. Not, not, not two Sundays ago. The day we do, did the closing for the VBS here on Saturday, uh, this little boy must be about two and a or going to three years old. Where is um, um, Brother Jebadi? Ah, it's not here. This boy was crying. Give me money. Give me money. What do you want to use the money for? Ice cream. He didn't know anybody. Nobody is related to him, really. But he knew that uh, if I cry and cry and cry, they will attend to me. When we are bent on acting naturally, naturally, we inevitably sin and displace God. The natural man cannot in any way please God because his will is not centered on God but on self. The natural man. What happens when you see something uh, that can kill? Huh? Sincerely, a lot of is that, uh, uh, some, uh, mothers have the instinct of wanting to protect their children. When something is actually happening and uh, is going to cost life. You see mothers forgetting their babies. Why? The instinct to save yourself first is always there. It's always there. In few, in rare occasions, we we'll see a mother protecting his, his babies and releasing a life to actually die instead of the, of the children. Sin not only displaces God, but also separates us from God, our creator, and from the glory he intends for us. The destructive nature of sin is that it divides men from God. Sinners, all of us, all of us, were sinners, all are uh, uh, alienated from God. We are strangers to God completely. You know that, uh, you know the, the, the account in the, in, in the Garden of Eden after man sinned and God called upon Adam, where are you? And after God pronounced the judgment, what happened? God left and never came back to man. He did not come back to man. Rather, he sent his angels to do what? To banish man from the garden so that man would not have access to the tree of life. Sin separates us from God. They do not know. Uh, 
And uh, we see that sinners do not know God, neither can they have fellowship with God. Now, you say that, um, but we are here tonight. It is the saving grace of God that has actually brought us together. The saving grace of God. We'll come to the remedy by God's grace next week. Some consequences of sin. What do you think that actually sin can cause in man's life? If you want to suggest one, can I see your hand? I want to be uh, interactive. Uh, Ms. Zoto, what? Okay, uh, I've mentioned that a lot. Huh? <laughs> Separates us from God, okay? I'm talking about the consequences. 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 What actually, how, how do you feel? How do you feel? Don't you feel guilty? Huh? But some of us don't feel guilty until we're found out. But, you see, it has a progression. When a child starts to really know sin and the child sins, that very thing will weigh down on that child and it's as if some, some, something died. But when it the child continues in it. Guess what? It develops immunity. Huh? It's immune. And therefore, it develops boldness in it. Huh? But we pray that we'll never God get to that. Now, sin we know grieves God. It grieves God. When you displease God, God is grieved by it. The first time that God actually will come down to mankind and say that ah, I am not in any way happy that I created man is found in the book of Genesis chapter 5. Genesis 5, or 6 rather. Genesis 6, verses 5 to 7. The Lord, then the Lord saw that the wickedness uh, of man was great in the earth and that every intent of of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And then the Bible says, and the Lord was sorry, was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. There's nothing to read number seven, uh, verse 7. It was grieved. It's, it grieves God's heart. We've said that it actually brings uh, separation and it brings guilt. Sin also brings punishment and judgment, or judgment and punishment. Sin enslaves. When you continue in it, you are actually enslaved in it. Those who use hard drugs, guess what? Become addicted to it. Very much addicted to it. You can become addicted to so many, so many things that are not good for you. And um, the man actually has to have control over the things that are happening. Then it causes spiritual death. It brings about lack of hope. It brings corruption and condemnation. Now, it is important for us to actually know uh, some of the words or some of the uh, um, phrases 
or explanation from the Bible that actually brings about the aspect of sin in our lives. In our lives. It is not only the sin of commission that is sin. There is sin of thought. The intent of the heart. The Bible calls it sin. You know, Jesus Christ said, uh, uh, you have heard of all that it was said, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you, what? If you look at the person with lust, you have what? Already committed adultery in your heart. So we see that uh, it's not, uh, but I've, I've not done it all. Ah, you might have done it in your heart. You might have done it. Now, the area that we are going to talk about is divided actually into about four, four areas. The first one is deviation from the norm or standard. Deviation from the norm or standard. You will see the term when God called Noah to build an ark. The Bible says that God gave him the measurement of all the divisions and the measurement of the ark itself. Abi, if he did not follow the thing to the letter, it's deviation. Is that not true? If he did not build it in a way that God had instructed, that thing will have sunk. But God wants us to know that when he gives something, he wants us to follow the thing to the letter. We have seven examples in the scriptures that actually will make us to know that, um, you see, deviation from the norm or the standard can actually be to miss the mark. To miss the mark. Or to go wrong. It can mean to go wrong. To deliberately do what is wrong even though you know what is right? The liberty you, you have gone against what actually the Lord has instructed. You know it's wrong. It, uh, deviation can actually mean to go astray or err. And um, crossing over the boundary. Crossing over the boundary can be a deviation. And then to trespass, take a false step in contrast to a true one or fall off a path. These are areas where actually we need to uh, look into. Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 51 verse 4. Psalm 51 verse 4. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may, not, you, you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Who actually said this? David. David said it. And um, we see that he sinned against man, but the sin actually is against God. 
against God. Another one is um, the expression of sin in, this, in the Bible is a description of a state. A description of a state. A fixed state in which men are trapped. When the Bible says that the wicked, when it uses the word wicked or ungodly, know that that thing is not going to please God. A description of a state. Wicked, the wicked shall not in any way know peace. The ungodly are not so. It's found in the passage of Psalm 1 and also Psalm 37. Then another description of state of sin is to offend or to be guilty. To offend or to be guilty. The third area is a deliberate rebellion. Deliberate rebellion. These are found in the scriptures. And we need to actually look into this area. For instance, this is where people think or feel that they can cope without God. Deliberate rebellion. They feel or, or, or actually think they can cope without God. The first person to, 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 to ever do this, or the first being to ever do this, was Satan. In pride, people declare their independence of God, or from God. They declare their independence. No, I don't need God. And a lot of people say this, huh? Put God away from this home. Huh? This is family matters. Take God away from this. This is business. Take God away from this. Huh? This is, you know, whatever, whatever. When you remove God from whatever you do in life, know that you are in the danger of sinning against him. Sometimes also we see that man will shake the fist against God. Let's read together from uh, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 2. Isaiah 1 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. They have rebelled against me. I still remember very well uh, when I grew up to a certain stage and I saw a child, you know, still sucking the mother's breast. And lo and behold, the child had become full. And instead of the child saying that I want no more, the child bit a mother's breast. The mother screamed. And then said, okay, I know what to do. I'll put bitter leaf. Hmm? I'll put bitter leaf on my nipples and arm. The child put it in and was bitter. 
Why? Because he threw a fist against the mother. In this also we see that um, lawlessness is rebellion. Disobedience is rebellion. And anyone that actually will engage in this will surely meet with um, God's standard of discipline. Then uh, the last one that we need to consider concerning this is uh, devious actions or attitudes. Devious actions or attitude. To be contentious, to be rebellious, to be stubborn. Stubbornness. Don't do it, I will do it. The consequence is not good. I don't care. Don't go, I will go. Stubbornness. And um, we see this happen a lot, even amongst Christians. To rebel against God is being devious and um, to be evil or bad. And we know that in some cases, uh, a specific act of evil can actually be mentioned. And um, the very idea of sin carries with it the reality of something that has been lost. Something that has been diverted or something that has been broken. It annihilates and separates us from the loving God and causes trouble between men. Now, um, a country where you find some people uh, becoming rebellious against uh, one another, you see that there's no peace. There will be no peace there. The same thing in the church. Anywhere. We're told that um, wherever two people are gathered, uh, you have political things going between them. And um, we must be very careful. Because power tussle will bring division. Now, these are some of the facts of sin. The fact of sin. Everybody is responsible for their own sin. Everybody is responsible for their own sin. But in the book of Ezekiel, you know, the Lord made us to know that if your brother is sinning and you don't warn him, what happens? It will affect you. It will affect you. In the sense that you know, when uh, he's feeling uncomfortable and um, has the need to be rushed to the hospital, who does the running around? Those who are well. The consequence of sin is not only for the sinner in most cases, because whatever anybody is doing around you may affect you, but, but according to Romans 14 verse 12 according to Romans 14 verse 12 each one of us would stand to give account uh, before God 
each one of us. You may actually want to ask, what about the baby who has never spoken before? The baby who has actually not indeed uh, committed something like a murder or whatever. What about that baby? God knows. It is important for us to know that God wants us to turn from sin and live. Uh, shall we put on board Ezekiel 18 from verse 20 to 23? Ezekiel 18. Hear this. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteous the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, keeps all my status, and does, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None, nor, uh, sorry, none of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against, against him because of the righteousness which he has done. He shall live. Then the verse 23. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? God is not interested in the death of the of the of the of the of the um, unrighteous. Then again, it is important for us to know that God did not create sin. God did not create sin, and God did not in any way bring up the opportunity for sin to be committed. He only gave us the right to choose between right. And wrong. That right God will not take away. Why? Because he has not created robots. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. Let's read it please. Let's read it. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his, his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. God has given us that wonderful gift of choice. But you see, when you choose, you cannot determine the consequence by yourself. God cannot have a relationship with a sinner because he is holy. 
He wants us to know him. He wants us to know his will. And he wants us to fulfill his plans for us. That is why he gave us the remedy to sin.